Hello and welcome to the Blowing Hilltop podcast. Now something a bit different this week. I'm on location somewhere the characters have not yet visited. We're in the chambers of Zerxog, the Mind Flayer mastermind. As you can hear, there's a lot of work going on, everything being prepared for when our characters arrive. Now, playing the central role of Zergzog, joining me here, someone who needs no introduction, <laughs> uh, fresh from his critically acclaimed performance, as third bear in Go- second. a second bear in Goldilocks, it's veteran illithid character <laughs> actor, Nigel point. Rubbish. Hello, Nigel. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Please don't suck out my brain. Oh, there's little danger of that. This is, no, ve- this is very exciting. The characters are just outside, and they'll be breaking down the door to these chambers very shortly. How do you prepare for a role like this? Oh, I knew you would ask that. Well, yes, I suppose it is a bit of a cliché. <laughs> no, no, I, I literally knew. I can read your every thought. Oh, I... Th- but to circle back to your question, it's very much a team effort. From the construction crew um, to the goblins that run the catering uh, trucks, we're uh, all focused, focused, uh, focused um, on delivering a best uh, absolutely experience. Steady, are you okay? Hmm? Oh, I have a lot of tubes. Oh. Now, where was I? Yes, we're very much an excellence-driven organisation. Are we? Very much, very much. Top to bottom. Oriented uh-huh. towards delivering mm-hmm. robust solutions. Ah. It's all about taking a deep dive into the numbers. Is it? Taking the learnings, tacticing, yeah. ideation windows, looking yeah. out into what I call mm-hmm. the success space. Yeah. Um, but you know this. I do? I know you do. Like I said, I... You read my mind. mind. Say hi to the gang. Tell oh, Paul I'm a huge admirer. Oh, I shall. I saw him at the Theatre Royal Nantwich, you know. You did? Yes, yes. I've never seen an actor put so much into Howard's End. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go into makeup. Oh, of course, of course. We must let you go. You must be terribly busy. Say a big hi to your readers. Yes, I will. yes, okay, yes, goodbye, good luck. Oh, thank yes, you. Well, goodbye. Uh, thank you, yes. Well, there you are. Um. Please don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. You can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltop. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being... Okay, yeah, it looks like it, it, looks like, it looks like everything's ready now. Uh, we better push on. Uh, so please enjoy episode 56 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. The squids don't stand a chance. What would your character sheet be like? Threes across the board, probably. <laughs> <laughs> very, very disappointing. Yeah, I'm not going to roll the dice for the for the recap. I'll do a, just a very quick oh, don't scene you want setter. My recap that I wrote down imperfectly last week. <laughs> yes, we can have that. I'm just going to set. The, okay, so um, good evening, readers. Just quickly, where we are, we are in a series of caverns that our heroes have discovered in the sewers under Evenstar, looking for the mastermind, they think a mind flayer, behind the doppelgangers that tried to kill them when they first arrived in the city. And to recap what happened last session, Lucas, do you want to do it? Shall I roll? Or Lucas, do you want to do your recap? I can read it out. Lucas wrote down what happened. I wrote down what happened. What happened? For Paul, who wasn't around. Well, tell us what happened. So then basically the Naga returned, looking very confident, but then Parker did an insight check and it didn't actually seem as confident as it was trying to look. And then basically we hit it once and then it dropped. That's not true. (laughs) And I think we were a bit surprised. I'm not sure whether we might not have been supposed to parley with it or something. I don't know. Anyway, so we killed the Naga. Then we had a chat with the animals in the pen. Gordon the goat. I think Bugraft did speak with animals. Lots of silly voices. Then we dispatched the zombies in the yep. prison room with relative ease. 
And yeah. we discovered a number of civilians who are hiding in the chamber, who seem to be in the subject of experimentation by the Mind Flayer. And then we had a long rest. We took the civilians back to Eligos's place while Burple stayed invisible and yep. sort of would hang around to see whether nobody turned up. Yep. And uh, I believe we ate Gordon the goat as well. <laughs> you did. Gary, but yes. Ga- oh, Gary. Was it Gary the goat? No, it was ah. Gary the goat, yeah. There you go. I thought you said um, you had this down. I thought you. I did. Remember. Where I wrote down Gordon instead of Gary. <laughs> 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 well, so then we um, your covers blown. Can't read your own handwriting. Yeah. Then we decided to go down the passage where the glyph was, and it appears that Parker's Symbol now on the floor. triggered. Uh, yeah, one on the floor. But we didn't realise there was one on the ceiling as well. So we seem to have that is triggered right. the glyph of warding. Parker and Alessandra, as you push your way into the southwest yeah. passage. As ever, Parker walks straight into it, as he does. It's a burst of energy that goes round corners and spreads and actually catches Bugcraft as well at the entrance of the thing. And what I need mm. from all of you is a DC 15... <gasps> Dexterity? Dexterity save. And you kind of... You really want to make it safe, as always. 25 for Alessandra. 25 for... Good. 19. 19, yep. I need to find my... Bicycle. Character sheet. Okay. I want to ride my it's good, bicycle. It's good that you came prepared. Yeah. Yeah. You find your character sheet. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't know what numbers it's you need. Bad day at work. What's happened? Oh, no, we um, sorry. Was it constitution or dexterity? Dexterity. dexterity DC 15. Right. Good that you're listening Plus as well. Ooh, oh, oh dear. dear. Now that's oh, a dear. fail. Oh dice. Will I need my dice? dice? You could what? use your alt dice. It's a new sesh. You've got barely, an alt dice. Barely three minutes in and he's using his alt yeah. dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good way to start. Get to re-roll it. Add a d6. This is going to do... Do it. The other two have saved. And I think it does a certain amount of damage. Depends on the type of... That'd be an interesting though. damage thing, again. wouldn't it? If you took... You rolled an amount of damage and then apportioned it it's based the... on how people did. Hey, critical save. There you go. Well, no such thing, but it's a nice idea. Well, you know what I mean. Okay, so everybody saved. So everybody takes half of the following. There's this burst of energy, burst of acid energy in the passageway. 36 points of acid damage saved to half. Isn't that what the symbol spell does, Graham? An amount of damage that gets shared. I think you might be right. Sleep sort of works slightly like that, doesn't it? Oh, one of the... They used to do the total amount of damage starting with the lowest. Yes. Anyway, there we go. And you're uh, left slightly reeling. What do you want to do now? Well, presumably I triggered it while I was moving, so I can continue yeah, to move. Yeah, you can carry on moving. So you can was... see a little bit more uh, as you walk down the passageway. Can you give me a perception check when you're past the symbol on the floor? Are we in round... Are we in... No, we're in exploration mode, Paul. Okay. Anybody can do anything they okay. like. So right, Lucas, well, I will proceed Lucas, further Luke, with caution to the... Lucas, Lucas, hold on. Just for the purposes, sorry, um, I so, so jump in here. But what we're doing, Paul, I understand you think that you're probably better suited person to be creeping around in corridors. Yeah. But Parker triggered the glyph as a result of him uh, moving. Okay. All we're doing is we're just yeah. finishing off. <laughs> just we're just finishing off Parker and proceed the with caution <laughs> to what looks like the end of the narrow passageway. And I'm yeah, yeah, very yeah. careful when I get to the area that looks like it's opening out and then peek around the corner there. You can see it does open out into a, a chamber, a little cavern. I will mark out what you can see. Is it worth doing a short rest? I've taken quite a lot of hit points. Could do a short rest and I could do a detect magic as a ritual. You can see a cavern. 
Parker laid out before you. Uh-huh. In the wall, in the north wall of this chamber, there is a pair of tall, white, marble double doors. And they're streaked with veins of faintly glowing purple mineral. Mm-hmm. And flanking the doors, there's a pair of tall ivory columns. That each is bearing a tentacular symbol. The symbol that is on the floor that you just walked past. It echoes the symbol on the belt of the Mind Flayer that Bugraft saw back in the Sodden Hold. And it's the same as the symbol on the piece of parchment that you found in Telarkin, the doppelganger leader's study. Standing on a brass tripod in the centre of the chamber is an elaborate lantern of red metal inset with red glass panes. And the glow of the lantern feels at once reassuring and at the same time like a warning. Aha! Who wants to do what else? Now, didn't we used to have a couple of things, guys? Mm -hmm. Firstly, Alessandra should be at the front. Alessandra is absolutely rock solid, best at sneaking, probing, all this kind of stuff. And she's also steady. And also attack wise, she's best when if she can initiate a surprise action, she's got all this stuff which she could do, which doesn't hopefully good amounts of damage. So please then move yourself to the front. Understood. Are these understood, Mike? Behind you the rest of the time from now on. We should um, remind our readers, of course, that the reason that Alessandra is where Alessandra is in the order of things is that Paul didn't turn up last week. No, I, I was doing something else. Mike, yeah. is, is, this, this magic been expelled? This, the power of this glyph, has it been used up now? Give me an arcana check. 14. You think, Burple, that you recognise, or your 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 um, assessment is that what you've dealt with... Just a yes or no would do. Ooh. Yeah, all right. Okay, <laughs> got yeah. all day. You think it was a spot arsehole spell. <laughs> Cast at <laughs> level three. You think you think it was a glyph of warding. Yeah. That's what you think it was. Yep. Knew it. And your yep. understanding so, yes, of glyphs your understanding of glyphs of warding is that they are a one shot deal. Yeah. Alright. Well, um I'll move up. So it's I'll take all my clothes off. <laughs> so it's shots I'll run slow. around in the room and I'll go, Alessandra, are you coming? Alessandra's gonna move down. She's gonna see the Red Lantern and go, Ah, I know what this is. I've encountered these before. They are put here by a council, and they mean that there's great opportunity, but there's great danger. I've gone past them in the past, but uh, just to let you know. Well, Mike used to put these lanterns in to tell us, don't go here because you need to be higher level. I don't know whether it's the same. I don't think it's quite the same. It is the same. In the past, Alessandra would have, because she's done a lot of this dungeoneering down here before, she's kind of avoided the areas because she's been on her own. But with a group, it's probably not quite as bad. It's Does about Alessandra caution. think this is the point at which we should be going back to Eligos and reporting what we've... Yeah. No. I think. No, it's, no, it's push not on, that. Alessandra. You seem it's to about, feel... It's pushing on, but be... Push on. Go on. Beware. Stop waffling. Yeah, push on. Yeah. Push off. Alessandra is right that these lanterns are left in areas of the dunge or the shallows which border the dunge by this organisation called the Order of the Broken Staff that we discussed before. And they leave these lanterns to warn people who have got commissions of exploration, who are basically allowed into these areas, that there's something to be... that caution is required at this point. Do we have a commission? You do. Eligos has a commission, what's called a... That's why she sent us here. They've got commissions of action. Okay, so Sessions is going to creep into the room. A municipal commission. Well, the passageway. Soft commissions. Because that leaves the barbarian at the back. She's got a municipal commission, which allows you to explore the sewers and what are called the shallows, the areas of dungeon that border against the sewers. Right, I'm going to go and listen at these doors. 
there's nothing more to reveal to you, Alessandra. The lantern, when you get close to it like that, you can feel a kind of aura from it. It's sort of reassuring. Yeah. Give me a perception check. Perception check of 16. You can see some tracks on the cavern floor. Mm-hmm. Give me a survival check. Survival check? Mm-hmm. Not so good. She gets an 8. Difficult to unpick them in terms of where these tracks are going to and from. But, I mean, even with an unimpressive survival check, you can see that something has been going in and out through these doors. Yeah. You're not quite sure how recently. Mm-hmm. Who else wants to do something? I shall sing a song in support. It's kind of yep. what? I'm going to block my ears. Grave <laughs> Alessandra listened <laughs> at the door. wax out. <laughs> she heard nothing. Actually, she my ears are already full uh, of wax. Something, uh, then sat on the floor. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. On the fly. <laughs> plang, it's like plang. it's like eight mile. Twang, twang, yeah. twang. Does it actually? Oh, does I, it I do thought you would go for shallow. I'll search the Mr. western part of the chamber. You hear the herd animals that are randomly wandering around in the cavern behind you chime in and join with Burple's song. <laughs> it's like the Lion King, isn't it? Brave Parker failed Number one his super guy. Didn't. <laughs> And is walking in the passageway while I read a very good thing on Twitter the other day, which was like a bard idea. The bard doesn't do music; they do poetry. um, Well, spoken word. Yeah, they narrate everything as you go, (laughs) (laughs) like Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a while since Parker first walked down the passageway. (laughs) It's like, will you stop it? Please stop it. Stop it, they said. <laughs> I might try it. Depends how long um, I can keep it up. Can I take a listen at the door? Yes, give me another perception check. Brave Alessandra made another 17. attempt to hear something, but couldn't hear anything over my song. We suddenly got very loud. How about a bard who's into, like, I don't know, um, BDM, uh, you know, drum drum and bass? Oh, for a moment there. Uh, Alessandra, <laughs> you can hear... Oh. <laughs> Alessandra, you can hear a weird, you can hear a kind of weird humming. There's an innuendo in there. It's like I'll always find an innuendo in there if I stick my fingers in deep enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Um, god! (laughs) There's a national innuendo uh, competition this weekend, actually, Lucas. (laughs) I can't go, but I'm thinking of entering my dad. I'm assuming you're not pushing your ear up against the door. Not yet. Because you've learned your lesson. Yes. But you can detect a kind of weird, unsettling vibration. So it's not a sound, it's coming through your feet as, as He's much picking as up else. good vibrations. What's it, How do you open the door? Is it got. Is it just a pushy door, or has it got handles, or knobs, or a bolts and thingy, or what? The door has not got handles. It doesn't seem to have a lock. It seems to be featureless. Whether or not that means you can just push it open away from you, or you just don't know. Okay. Can you see the hinges? Yes. Why not? Your sense... Well, you can't, Sessions, because you're hiding so far back. I'm asking him the... if he can see the hinges. Okay. Good point, I'll move Sessions. up, I'll whisper in his ear. Can you see the hinges? And oh, I wander back to my position <laughs> at the rear of the party in the tunnel. <laughs> Inspecting the hinges, Alessandra, you think that these doors open away from you. Okay. I will place my 
hands on the doors as if to push, but can I feel anything? Well, the vibration is definitely stronger when you actually make contact with the doors. Okay. I'm going to just try and push gently the right hand door. In, the, in my left right. hand, I'll so have my crossbow. As you push against that right panel, crossbow yeah. in your left hand, you meet resistance straight away. It's not budging. You can feel that it's, it's barred against you. But also, suddenly, from above you, from up in the cavern roof, in the recesses, amongst the... St- uh, Johnny, stalagmites, stalactites hanging down. Tight, because they're tang tight. That's right. Uh, from amongst the shadows, recesses of the cavern roof, from the stalactites, figures emerge and rush towards you down the walls. And let's have initiative. Okay. Right. Well, that's terrible. Oh, I select. Anyway, 20. 21. 11 for buggy. Okay, right, so uh, let's go around. We've got sessions of 21, Parker on 20, Bugger off on 11, Alessandra on 9, Burple on 8. But first, Alessandra, these things, they are attacking you. Thanks. Well, one is. There was one directly above the door mm-hmm. that you'd failed to spot with your perception check. Let me describe it to you. Them, because there's three of these things. Okay. The colour of these things is changing. Clearly, they had managed to change their skin colour to blend with the cavern structure. But now they are sort of saturating themselves with purple. There are six tentacles and then two longer tentacles that end in razor-sharp claws and are kind of undulating hypnotically as this thing scuttles down the doors towards you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And these tentacles have got reach. It looks like they can reach down and kind of snap at you. But the other thing to tell you about this octopoid thing is it's it's got this sort of unblinking bulbous alien eye dripping with viscous slime nice with a sort of star-shaped pupil that fixes on you and we need to do a couple of things the first thing is that you need to make a constitution save dc 14 when this thing fixes its gaze on you oh this isn't in the monster manual is it rolls off an 18 for a seven Never you are slowed, oh. Alessandra. Your favourite effect. Your yeah. speed is halved. Oh. You take a minus two penalty to armor class dexterity saves. You can't use reactions, and you can only use an either an action or a bonus action on your turn. And then the other thing that it does is it attacks you with its crazy claws. The first attack. 14. That's not going to be enough, is no, it? No, miss. On the second attack, it rolls a 12, hitting armor class 18. That's a hit. Excellent, which does 2d6 plus 4 piercing damage. And I don't get a reaction. Eight points of piercing damage. This little pincer nips at you. The other two, even though they've got the drop on you and they've surprised you, Mm -hmm. they're not close enough to anybody to have an attack. And we can start the initiative sequence with sessions on 21. Sorry, Uh, do I get a reaction? No, not if you're surprised. You can't take reactions because you've oh, been slow. Something slow. You got a sense there, Alessandra, that the way that it used these razor-sharp claw-ended tentacles was in such a way that if it got you with both of them at once, yeah, that the effect would somehow be nastier. Yeah, nastier. Okay. Sessions on twenty-one. Okay. Well, Sessions hears the commotion, so he will step cautiously to the brink of the room. Sees there's aggro. Mm-hmm. He will then cast aid on. Bugraft, Alessandra and Parker and step back behind Parker, back into the corridor. Ooh, thank you. Aid. Aid at third level. Lovely. So that's ten points. That's ten points of aid. Ten points, temporary hit points. 
10 permanent, no, 10 increase to your maximum hit points. Yes. Also, it heals you 10 hit points, I think. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points are increased by 10. Parker, on 20. Right, well, I will take a step up round the corner and I will use... There's one just above you. There's uh, to your right, immediately as you go into the cavern, there's one above Alessandra on the doors and there's one to the left of the doors, climbing down the wall, looking hungry and looking at Uncle Buggy. Right, the one that's just above me, how far above me is it? 12 to 15 feet, something like that. Okay, that's... Not far. Yeah, so I will expend a key point... Now here we go, it's the snake thing again. And use the snake things. Fangs of the fire snake. Yeah. In fact, I'll expend two key points, which gives me four attacks. Mm. 19. Hit. Doing six points. Yep. 16. Also a hit. Doing eight points. Yes. Third attack is... uh, Ooh, 25. Well, that's a hit. It's a hit, yep. Seven points. Last attack. Fifteen. Fifteen is a miss, I'm afraid. Ah, okay. Well, f- three attacks. In Decent there. round. On to Bugraft. How's it looking? You feel like you've landed solid blows upon it with your mm-hmm. weird extendy fists. It doesn't look bloodied. It doesn't look like it's immediately vulnerable, but it looks like you landed blows. Okay, Uncle Buggy on good. 11. How high is the ceiling? The ceiling's about 15 feet. This thing is occupying the last five feet, right? So... It's 10 feet above you, I mean, so you may need to catch an aeroplane to get it, to it. Is it using legs to sort of, how is it, is it like spider climb or something? How is it attaching itself to That's exactly it. It's got eight legs, two of which have got these razor-sharp pincers on, and the other six seem to be moving it around on the walls. Okay, right. I'm going to do a... Uh, uh, going to do a... A guiding bolt. Yeah. So I need to make a ranged attack. That's plus mm-hmm. five... 23. 23 is definitely a hit. It does 46 radiant damage, Oof. and the next attack roll made against the target before the end of your next turn has advantage. I understand. A mystical dim light glittering on the target. Hit me. Well done. 11 points of damage. Okay, gotcha. Um, then as a bonus action, then I'm going to yes. take out my sword. Uh, sword? Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. It's been a while since I've used it. <laughs> a great axe. Yep. And then I'm going to start raging. Alessandra on and nine I'll move is your back slightly. So it has to move on the ground to get to me. Am I within reach of the tentacles if I move? If you move back that far, you don't think it could reach you from where it is, but it wouldn't necessarily have to reach the ground to be able to reach you. You think those tentacles reach for about 10 feet. How do I get out so it, it has to get off the wall? How far back? If you move sufficiently back towards the back of the cavern, away from the doors, it would have to. Okay, I'll move right to the southern edge of the cavern, so it has yeah. to come on across the floor. To Your get tininess to is an advantage. Alessandra, on nine? This is the worst of all situations, because she's got no bonus actions, no reactions, which is what she lives for. I'm just going to have to attack. I've got one attack. I'll attack her, uh, this thing with a rapier. Well, it's ten. I mean, it's up on the door above you. Uh, with its 10 foot reach tentacles before you try that Alessandra you can't but if I attack it oh I can't attack it it can reach you but you can't can't reach reach it it. well um can I disengage and move you can disengage and move at half speed yes this is exactly what I do and I will move back towards Uncle Buggy who seems to have the right idea purple on eight purple is going to do a fairy fire on the left too 
Yep, gotcha. Is it a save? DC 14 deck save. Let's have a look at that deck save. Mm, not great. Okay, the one on the left rolls a six and fails. The one on the doors rolls an 18 oh. and saves. Okay. What happens to me with this? Um, oh, it fire? just means that uh, attacks on them are at advantage. Okay. I'll step back into the passageway behind sessions. And <laughs> now it's them. Right. The one on the doors that was attacking Alessandra scuttles down to the ground. But then what it seems to do, Alessandra, is avoid the area immediately around the lantern. Ooh, okay. And hug the walls as best as it can. And that actually adds to the amount that it has to move. Yeah. It can't make it to buggy. The one that was affected by the fairy fire takes two squares to climb down the wall and it can get to within 10 feet of Uncle Buggy and it's going to attack Uncle Buggy with its tentacles. First tentacle hits armor class 15. No, that that's a miss. That's a miss. And the second attack, uh, rolling no. a 20. It's going to gamble. It's going to gamble. Life-changing amount of damage. Rolling again. Rolling a 16. Ooh. Hitting armor class 22. Is that going yeah, to be enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to deal it a critical hit card. Body split in two. Yeah, here setback. we go. You're going to get That'd set back, absolutely Head brilliant. over the wide area. And that card is a setback. It's a setback. <laughs> Told you. <sighs> what does that mean? It's a setback that doesn't affect it, I'm afraid, guys, because it's piercing, which is drop it. Drop what you're holding, but it isn't holding anything. Surely you can't get a setback on a critical. That doesn't make sense. Well, I have. Do you want him to draw again? No. Yeah, I can roll it again if you like. Okay. No, there's no logic there. And then the third one scuttles down the wall about five foot and then lashes out at Parker. First attack. Rolls an eight, hits armor class. Fourteen, not going to be enough. Second attack. Rolls a three, is a miss. Complete miss. Complete disaster. And that is the end of them. And we go back to sessions on 21. Mm. Do something about my slow. Told the dying, tumbling dice on the glowy one. Does that affect its saving throws? No. No. Okay, uh, what is it? A wisdom save? Wisdom 14. Rolls a 20. No. Saves. Saves. Anything else? Um, yeah, I think I, I'll revert to my correct position at the, at the back of the pocket. Yeah, gotcha. Parker on 20. This thing's a little bit closer. Is it? It's close enough that if you were to step towards it, it's not far enough up the wall that you would need your magic reach anymore. But is it far enough away that if I step away from it, that it gets an attack of opportunity? It threatens the square that you're in because it's just attacked. Right. So yes, if you step away from it, yeah. If I take one step to the left, mm -hmm. I haven't left its threatened square, have I? No, you haven't left its yeah. threatened squares if it's got reach, yeah. no. And if I take two steps to the left, will I have... Re uh, no. I still won't have left its threatened square. As long as you're within 10 feet of it. Yeah, so I will move to be standing next to the lantern. Yeah, gotcha. And then I will do the same procedures last time. 12, which is, is a miss. miss. Second is... Oh, dear me. Two, which is also a miss. Yep. Third is a 19, which I'm guessing is a hit. That is a hit, yes. Which does eight points of damage. And the fourth is 15. Miss, I'm afraid. Uh, okay. Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy. Right, I'm going to move up to the one that's glowing, but it was glowing anyway because of my spell. Critical. 20. Critical. Natural 20. Uh, do you want to gamble or do you want to just take the damage? Um, what's the damage? Double, isn't it? Yep. Okay, I'll do that. Oof. 
23 points of damage, of which... 23 points of damage. Four yep. is cold. Yep, it looks solidly um, knocked back by that. It looks chopped into. And then my second hit. Yep. 16 is the highest. 16 is a hit. 14 points of damage. Wow, okay. It's looking bloodied. I say surrender. Alessandra, stuck at the back of the cavern, slowed. She's got an attack. She's going to take a crossbow attack against the glowing monster. Come on. Hitting armor class 24. Is a hit. Crossbow damage, which is nine, but she'll also do sneak attack damage because she's attacking at advantage, actually. She could have... Yeah, got it. Could roll again, I suppose. 12 points of damage, that's 21 points of damage. It's looking very, very unwell. Purple on eight. Purple is going to do a second and level dissonant whispers. Yeah, I'll leave the one with the fairy fire to the guys hitting it, but I'll hit the one that Parker hit. Wisdom save DC 14. It fails that save. Okay, so it takes eight points of psychic damage, and it has to use its reaction to move away from me. It runs across the face of the doors over to join its friends on the other side of the cavern because that's as far away from you as it can get. And then it's their actions. Now, starting with the one that you just cast Dissonant Whispers on, I'm just going to roll a d6 here for a 5 or a 6, getting a 6. It targets you, Parker, with its baleful eye. <sighs> can you make a constitution save DC 14, please? See, I shouldn't have used my old dice on the other thing. No. No, you are five. slowed, Parker. Oh, God's sakes. And then it <sighs> scuttles up to you staying near the doors away from the lantern and attacks you with its wiggly uh, tentacles uh, 13 is not going to be enough I'm rolling a 9 is not enough the one that's affected by fairy fire I'm going to roll a d6 for that as well rolling a 3 okay it attacks bugraft it might as well it's kind of not looking very well it's going to hope for the best hitting armor class 17 that's a hit Uh, it's a hit Yes. No, it isn't. And hitting no, sorry, no, it isn't. I'm armor class 18. Okay, it's a miss. And then hitting armor class 24, which is a hit. Doing 2d6 plus 4 points of damage. It does, oh dear, a 1 and a 4, 5. 9 points of uh, piercing damage on Bugraft. Okay, I take half of that because I'm raging. I'm going to do a reaction on the, the one that hit me. Oh yeah, sure, go so for it. So I'm doing this... Wrath of Storm. Wrath of Storm. Yeah. I'm going to use Channel Divinity so it maximizes the thunder damage. So it... We must make a dexterity saving throw. DC 13. Doesn't look especially dexterous, this thing. Rolls a 13, though. <laughs> okay, it takes eight points of damage. Uh, it's not looking... Not dead. Not dead, but I mean, it's, you know, still up, mm. but it's not looking great. And then the one in the middle between those two, not the fairy-fired one, it wants to stay away from the lantern. It can only reach Bugraft. It's going to attack Bugraft. First attack. It rolls a 20, and it's going to gamble. It might as well. It rolls a 15, hitting armor class 21 with the gambling, dealing itself a card. It is... The thighs have it. Your speed is reduced by 10 feet until you finish a short rest. That's the effect on you, Uncle Buggy. And you take 2d6 plus 4 points of damage. You take 10 points of damage. Okay, so I only take 5 because I'm raging. And the second attack from this thing against Uncle Buggy... It rolls an 11 hitting armor class 17. We know it already that that's not enough. He's a nasty little fuckers. Yeah. I hate mm. being slowed. It's not as bad as being poisoned. Yes, is true. Poison lasts hours. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
Top of the round four sessions on 21. What do you want to do, sessions? Okay, uh, sessions is going to edge quietly into the room so he gets a sight of the creatures. Does the one above the door or the one glowing look more kind of wounded? You think the one that's affected by the fairy fire looks much more wounded than the others? If I graft or kill that. So I'll do the one above the door then. Toll the dead on yep. that. Saving throw, right? Mm-hmm. It fails that save. 12, 12 points of damage. And then it all feels a bit scary in that cavern, so I'll just step back behind <laughs> purple. <laughs> purple. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Classic, classic uh, sessions. Parker, you're slowed. What do you want to do? First of all, don't you want to make a saving throw? According to the slow spell, a creature affected by this spell makes... No, a don't worry. Movie. When you get a save, I'll tell you. <laughs> the creature in front of me above the door, mm-hmm. how far away from me is it? Well, it's ten feet away from you, uh, and it's sort of almost at ground level. Okay, so actually I can take one step up and then I would be able to attack it without... Absolutely, yes. Right, and seeing as I'm slowed, I only get an attack anyway, so I won't expend any key points. Gotcha. I will take one action. Yep. First attack being an 18. 18 is a hit. Seven points of damage. And the second attack... Looking very unwell. Oh, is a miss. It's a miss, so ooh, that might have spared it. Mm. Bugraft on 11. Uncle Buggy. I don't get a save at the end of my turn? You don't get a save at the end of your turn. Uncle Buggy. I'm going to bash the one in front of me. So it's still at advantage. That's a hit. 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. All its tentacles will kind of spindle up like a dying spider. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it lies on its back and sort of goes, yeah. Yuck. All right. And then I'm moving five foot forward and twitching. Going to bash and the other you can one. See. That was me this morning. 22. Is it hit? 19 points of damage. Whoa. Hello. Alessandra. Alessandra is going to move five foot towards the. Uh, glowing lantern and is going yeah. to Ooh, it feels nice near the lantern oh nice and warm and he's going to do a crossbow attack on the same one that Bugraft is attacking hitting on plus 17 hit so we'll do the crossbow damage of yeah. that's a bit pants 5 but it also got a sneak attack damage Oh, that's better of 15 so a total of 20 damage Oof. okay well I mean between you and Bugraft over the last couple of rounds You've significantly wounded this one. Alessandra, you can make another constitution save, DC 14. <laughs> and you fail no, that save and you're still slowed. Burple on eight. How high are these two? The one that's on Bugraft is on the ground, obviously. The one on Parker? The one on Parker is just about three or four feet off the ground, stuck okay. on the door. So I shall go up to it and strike it yes. with my longsword very roughly. With the long sword of Zosiel. With the long sword of Zosiel. Which is glowing. Oh, the long sword of purple. Hitting armor class 16. 16 is a hit. That's exactly what you needed. Six points of damage. Plus, I'm going to throw in a, a point of bardic inspiration. Yep. For an additional amount of damage, which I'm trying to find 3d6. Oh. Six, 19 points of damage. An additional 19. An additional 13. So 19. Oh, I see. Okay, 19 yeah, yeah. okay fine. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty seriously wounded as a result of that attack. Is that the end of your round or do you want to move back? I'll move back to... to it gets a tough opportunity if you do. Yes, yeah, gone. Uh, it rolls a three. Missing. Okay. Attack of opportunity fish. An attack of opportunity fish. 
It's absolutely his favourite, yeah. And then it's their action. Right, rolling a d6 for the one that's on Bugraft. Trying to get a 5 or a 6. Not getting a 5 or a 6. It attacks Bugraft. First attack. Rolls a 16, hits armor class 22. Yes. Does 6 plus another 5, 11. <laughs> 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. And its second so attack... Raging it rolls 20 a, takes 7. And its second attack, it rolls a 16, so it hits armor class 22 again. Yeah. Another 10 points. And then because it's hit you with both of them, it, there's a sort of rending effect as the two oh, sets nice. of pincers kind of go shring across your... Midriff. ...hairy little torso. And you take an additional... 15 points Ooh. of extra damage. Okay, piercing damage. Seven. Good job of bloody raging. Good job you're raging, Jules. Good job you're raging, yes. Jules. And then I'm going to do my reaction again. Wrath of Storm. Yeah. Wrath of Storm. Wrath of Storm. Call upon the power of Irisi Bearclaw. DC 13, dex save. Rolling a 17 and saving. So it takes half of... Six points of thunder damage. It looks bloodied as a result of that thunder damage. The one on the door, hoping for a 5 or a 6, getting a 2, not getting it, and attacking Parker. First attack with its pincers. Hits armor class 25. That's going to be a hit, isn't it, Parker? <sighs> it does the yeah. following amount of piercing damage. It does oh. 6, 10, oh. 14 points of piercing damage, and its second pincer rolls oh. a 19 again, hitting armor class 25. Oh, doing a further dear. 10, and then oh, a further five, another nine, dear. so you take a 19, and because it hit you twice, oh, it does the rending damage, which is an additional 15. Oh. So it's done 19, 29, 34 points of damage. Jesus. Ouch. You're a dead and it, boy. And it cackles Not like a happy worry. little squid, wiggles its tentacles in the air, and goes, Octopus, octopus, I'm so... Do, 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 do. Yes, I'm not <laughs> dead next round, so... All right. <laughs> These aren't in the monster menu, are they? I've seen them somewhere. I know I've seen them somewhere. They look like they're, they're kind of grills. like the grills. But... Sessions on 21, round 5. What do you want to do? Well, okay, I'm stepping into the room a little bit so I can see what's going on. I'm just casting an eye over Bugraft and Parker. How do they look? I've taken 38 out of 64. I'm on 10 hit points. I was just trying to work out whether it's better to heal him or try and kill the thing that's on him. I, I'm basically okay for hit points. I mean, it wasn't you. I was talking about Parker. I realise you're okay for another <laughs> round. It's not all about you. Throwing a bit of shade there, Graham. I uh, yeah. think a heal would be better. My understanding is that if I get a hit on it next round, it will die. Mm-hmm. So um, how far on up him? the wall is it? Oh, it's on the door. Is it up about? It's about four or five feet up the door. So it's up the old door. Does it look like that space that's next to the lamp is kind of safe from its reach, or um, you think it can reach ten feet into the chamber? Yeah, that's what that's I was your experience. Kind of, yeah, hmm. that all feels quite risky. So quite risky. Oh, quite risky. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. He's weighing up a thousand different. Alternatives. I mean, true, maybe if we finish them off. Why are we waiting? Okay, what's the worst that can happen? It's, um... Oh, don't say that. Paul Andrew, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do, um, uh, tumbling dice on the one on the door. Fine. Do I make a saving throw, right? Mm-hmm. Rolling a five. That's a fail. I don't care what the yeah. number is. Yeah. That's an octafail. An octafail. Octonauts. And it's taking damage. 
Yeah. So it takes 11 Oof. points of damage. 11 points of damage. It is looking very withered and its little tentacles are all spurbling up. But it's yeah. still clinging onto the door in its mucusy way. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. The case has got more. Always a bit more. Always you want to just sneak in a little bit more. That's what she said. I will do healing word on Parker. That's a bonus action. Thanking you kindly. For oh, five. That was fucking rubbish, wasn't it? That was fucking Every rubbish. little counts. Yeah, better than nothing. Better than a poke in the eye with a dirty stick. Burnt stick. Burnt stick. No. Burnt sharp stick. <laughs> you just literally <laughs> laid that out for Johnny to jump in. <laughs> Anything else from sessions? No, no, that's that's the full... Oh, did I step in through him? I'll just step back to my nice safe back corner. Parker. Well, as per usual, two attacks. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a one. It's a one, Parker. So, now, that's the end of your... Well, it's the end of your round anyway. Because you're slowed. So, I Bucket. mean, you've got nothing to particularly no. gain. Bloody would you, at the end of your Parker, uh, at the end of your Parker, at would you, Parker, at the Parker. end of your turn, I invite you to make a saving throw? Oh, thank you. Uh, that's a 15. Yeah. You are unslowed. <gasps> but it happens at the end of your round. Yeah. It's too late for you to do anything else. Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy's going to attack the one in front of him. So yes. I roll like. Ooh, no, that's yeah. a miss, I'm guessing. A nine. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, another nine. Oh, dear. Uh, big, big fail from Uncle Buggy. Is that the end of your turn? Normally you jump in when I try and move on and say, oh, and I was also going to do this uh, or that. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Alessandra? <laughs> <laughs> Can Alessandra see the one that's attacking Parker? Because she's... Yes, it's got cover from you if you're standing in a direct line with you, the lantern, Parker, in it. If I was to move... Quick step to the side, move to the right a bit. Yeah, give it a shot. Come on. Oh, oh it's a 20. It's a 20. I think I'm just... I'm not going to gamble. Yeah, just do damage. Double yeah. damage and sneak attack. Your sneak yeah. attack is doubled, is it? Well, that's what I don't know. That's what I wanted to it does. establish. It's you double sneak attack damage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so thing, 18... It's the specific example of assassination uh, 29, strike. Uh, 29, 39, 46. Yeah, 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 yeah. You spear it into the door okay. with your crossbow bolt. The light goes out of its mucusy, bulbous eye. Alessandra blows the end of the crossbow like it was a gun. Oh, I, guess, and that's I wonder where that sentence was going. Okay. <laughs> 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 you filthy. Last week... Alessandra was doing a uh, Fortnite dance when she killed things. What? Yep. Who was running Alessandra last week? Me. <laughs> yeah. And you were doing a Fortnite dance? Yep. Yeah, well, Graham wasn't doing it well. I mean, we couldn't see Graham. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't a great effort. The shame of it. It is the town of Iberpool. Help uh, The Iberpool will move up and we'll do a cure wounds on the parkour. <gasps> it's like it's my birthday. How are you doing for hit points? Uh, on 15. You're on 15. Yes. Well, have another... Lovely. 12. 12. Thank you very much. That's much better. Um, we've got one Dank remaining. Uh, Octopoid. It's going to attack Uncle Buggy. It's looking like it's nearing the end of its octagonal life. Hitting armor class 23, though. That's a hit, isn't it? Yes. It does. 
13 points of piercing damage with the first attack. Six. Second attack, it rolls a 14, hits armor class 20. Sad. Also a hit. Oof. A further 12 points of piercing damage. Six. And then, because it hit you with both attacks, it does the rend damage. It's another oh, 14 points of piercing damage. So God, thank God I'm raging. I'd be mincemeat. You'd be squid food. Mm. Yeah. Gonna have some calamaris for tea. Oh, and it, hoping for a five or a six? Get, no. Yeah. Okay. That's it for it. And we hit top of round six. It is sessions on 21. Step into Told the room the dead and on. I will do um, tumbling dice, toll the dead on um, on the one on buggy. Rolls a... Fail. An 11. That's going to be a fail. Yeah. That's fail. Seven points of damage. Parker on 20. I will step up. 21. 21's a hit. I assume a seven points of damage. Yep. 19. Is a hit. Eight points of damage. It's looking very, very unwell, Parker. 23. Five points of damage. It's own slimy way it's still alive. I can now expend the key point and do a flurry of blows. And then hopefully miss. And then the key point will be Press spent for nothing. advantage home. 17, <sighs> 23. Oh, damn it. And that'll be another eight points of damage. And eight points of damage, and it has seen its last day as a danger cuttlefish. That seen was its last day. Parker's most successful round possibly ever. For a while, yes. And you have defeated these weird octopoid guardians. What do you want to do now? Short rest? Okay. How long is my slow last for? It's a number of rounds. You should have got a save at the end of your last round. Sorry, Paul. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll... And Parker, you're, you, it, it wears off when they're dead anyway. Okay, well, let's... I'll burn this roll then. Right. So a short rest, you could take a one minute per hit dice that you want to roll is our house rule. Um, uh, okay. Oh, I I'm mean, I, do. I need... Parker to... and Sessions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you give me intelligence checks? We certainly mm-hmm. can. Actually, like, intelligence checks. Yep. Oh, an 18. 18. Parker, that's enough. It doesn't really matter what the others get. Also an 18. Oh, that's wow. unusual for Sessions. Parker, Sessions. This lantern, yep. it's familiar. Is it like the ones back in the crypt? It's whispering kind. It's very similar. It's too similar to be a coincidence. It's not identical. And is it on a tripod? It's on a brass tripod. The workmanship and everything. Stylistically, it's the same. In terms of construction, it's the same. You'd have to go back all the way to Diamond Lake and all the way back into the Whispering Cairn where, Lucas, I would be happy to walk you through the different lanterns and the functions of each in order to compare it directly. But it's very, very similar. Pick up the lantern. Yeah. Should we go back to the cairn? Sessions is picking up the lantern. Yep. Sessions, the moment you touch the lantern... Oops. ...a voice (laughs) rings out in your head. Oh, in my head, sure. It says... This lantern is the property of the Order of the Broken Staff. Do not attempt to move or otherwise interfere with this lantern. The penalty for doing so is summary withdrawal of commission and could result in imprisonment. (laughs) Do you put it down? I put it down while I think about that. Okay. (laughs) That was in my head, yeah? Yeah. Okay. The rest of you just see Sessions pick the lantern up and then sort of shudder and then put it back down. It's quite heavy. Uncle Buggy, perhaps you could pick this up. We don't need to pick it up. Seems useful. Are you not going to tell us we're into metagaming territory now? Are you now not going to tell us what it said? So now we all know what it said, but we have to act like we don't know what it said. Precisely. Great. Uh, I'm doing a short rest anyway for my full hit points because I got so wounded. And I did a 
cure light wounds as well. How long does the yep. aid last? An hour, I think. Why, why would you do cure light no, wounds? Why don't you just hours. do the... Um, oh, okay. So a happy stick. The wand of cure wounds. That's all, but you could, shouldn't you just get it back on your hit dice from your short rest? Yeah, a short I, rest would be useful. I did all my hit dice and I was seven short, so I had to do a heal. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, I don't need to do Not a short rest, so whilst they're short uh, resting, I, I'm going to search the cavern we're in and the uh, bodies. Give me uh, an investigation check. I will do an investigation check. I'm going to do a ritual detect magic and scan the area while they're resting. The symbol on the floor of the passageway that you came down is magical, but only faintly. The lantern is magical. It has an abjurative and a divinitive quality to it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't detect any magical traces, apart okay. from on yourselves. Right. Anything on the uh, creatures, in the creatures? Nope. Creatures just look like animals. They, they look, look like, like they, they form spell components. Any value in them? I mean, it, it, everything is interesting to the right person. Yeah, there's a market Stick for everything. In bag. Can we use them as hand puppets? <laughs> you can use them as hand puppets. Stop. You could wear them on your head. Like a hat. Yeah, as like a big bulbous <laughs> hat with the eye forming a badge like a kind of policeman's <laughs> helmet. And then all of the tentacles dangling down like hair. Mm. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be like Ascot. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like up. Ascot. Yeah, yeah, the best hat with the best yeah. hats. Yeah. Mm. So yes, is the answer to your question. Sessions, they are, you know, are the, the doors not magical? Doors do not seem to be magical. No. Okay. Alessandra's going to go up to the doors again. Okay. Place her hands on the doors. Yeah, there's still a sort of slightly unsettling vibration coming through the doors. Thrumming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm moving to the entrance to the corridor. And purple. Yeah. And sessions all retreating what? rapidly. Well, well, I mean, you've got to protect the healing resource. I mean, clearly yeah. that's sensible. Mm -hmm. Need to I'm not quite sure. my fighter from traps on doors. We've just got Parker and Alessandra at the uh, doors now. Alessandra's going to take a good long look into the roof of the cavern. Yes. Can she see it? give me a perception check. 24. Looks perfectly fine to you. She will press her ear up to the door. Okay. Magga crawls into it. Give me another perception check. 16. 16 you can't hear anything distinctive you think you might be able to hear the faint sound of first of all this vibration obviously has ratcheted up another notch mm -hmm. as a sort of warm thrum a thrum yeah. a thrum and then there's also perhaps the sound of ooh, quite difficult to place it but uh, maybe a sort of weird bubbling sort of gloopy sound that's very faint no it's like filge <laughs> not miles off the sound of filge's laboratory but of course alessandra has never been there so that would be no she wouldn't metagaming for you to even it suggest would, it wouldn't it and that's about it is there still resistance when she pushes yes. the door is there a mechanism she can see or find do you want to give me an investigation check 20 you don't find any obvious catch lever mechanism anything and there's no handles on these doors so i can't nope pull them nope i mean you might be able to get something very thin into the crack between them and you know have you tried pushing them yes there's resistance to pushing them what does that mean we're dancing around the fact that they're locked yes and there's rogue. no obvious keyhole so there's no lock to pick no lock, no mechanism. Have you searched and investigated the door? Yeah, he has, and he's rolled good numbers, and there's nothing. Call yourself a rogue. I wonder if we've come to a dead end, but I don't think so. No. No, the uh, the guys ran away this way. 
Yes, they did. Yeah. So how many minutes have we done our short rest for then? How many dice did you roll? So far, Johnny one. rolled, Johnny rolled all, of all of his. Right, so seven minutes is how long you've been waiting. Oh, so I can roll all of my dice. Hang on. I'm going to take a dagger and I'm going to try and run it up kind of the... It, there's a crack between the doors, isn't there? Yes, you so could try and wedge it in there. You yeah. don't feel you're getting anywhere. Give me a give me an intelligence check. Uh, not very good. Ten. You just cannot think of any way through these doors other than just basically booting, smashing them. Yeah, Bugraft smashed them. Can I? I I'm going to try moving the lantern further away from the door. Isn't it on a stand? Yes. Can I pick it up and move it five foot back? You're picking up the stand and the lantern. Yeah. The moment that you yeah. uh, start moving the lantern, it says, This lantern is the property of the Order <laughs> of the Broken Staff. Do not attempt to move or otherwise interfere with this lantern. The penalty for doing so is summary withdrawal of commission and could result in imprisonment. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the commission up in front of the door. Okay, it's just a piece of paper, the commission. Now you're looking at the door. Give me an intelligence check. Uh, I'm pretty thick. Sorry, you're pretty thick. A one. <laughs> okay, you're just. Like, you're watch, not. Yeah, it's a door. Gormless. You're just gormless. Has anyone not had to think about the door? Burple. Do an intelligence check, Burple. Okay, intelligence check. Coming up. Ooh, Fifteen. For that. Burple, you've watched other people messing around. Fingertip yeah. search this door, looking for a mechanism, looking for everything. Rattle against it. Try and wedge a dagger point into it. You have a feel of it. You push against it. You have a look at it. You just think this is just a barred door. There's nothing special here. There's no magic. There's no mechanism. There's no lever or secret catch. This has just been barred from the other side. It just needs to be smashed open. That's the only way through it. Yeah. Well, well I will say that to Bugcraft. Oh, okay. Bugcraft, come well, show us your I'm, own. I'm only 16 strength, guys. Well, it's more than me. Yeah. All right. So uh, can I use my athletics check? Plus three. Yeah, go for it. A one, I reroll it because I'm a hobbit. A 19. You thunder into the door and it does give a bit, but... Not quite enough. It feels like you're, yeah, you're getting very close to, Let me to being able to go. break it open. Let me have a go. Nine. But Burple, when <laughs> Burple tries go. to break it down, has no, no, oh. 22. Uncle Buggy, you splinter whatever barrier or bar has been rested across the back of these doors, and they just fling open. And what you can see is a circular chamber. I give him a little clap. It's a tall, domed chamber. In the centre, there is a large brain carved from a single block of purple-veined white marble. Mm. Its veins seem to pulsate with every breath you take, Uncle Buggy. Almost as if it's aware of you. Almost as if it is resonating with you. There are four stone benches arrayed around the room, each with a pair of iron manacles bolted to the top. And as you look into this chamber, there's a passageway off to the left of this chamber, by the way. As you look into this chamber, you start to feel an iron mental grip descend upon you. And we will pick things up next week. It's going to have to, <laughs> it's going to, have to search quite hard, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you.
The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by Zo. The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Consequences. Welcome to Seasons of Skyrend. I am your host and DM, Scott. Join our DD adventures every week as we explore the world of Skyrend. We focus on the stories of our characters as they come to grips with their impact on the world and uncover secrets long since hidden. The machinations of gods and governments loom large against our party, but the only way to know what comes next is to adventure on. You can join the rebellion with Seasons of Skyrend, available wherever podcasts are found, and on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, where the story will always continue. <laughs>